Merry Christmas, church. This is, thank you. <laughs> this is just one of our most favorite services. Um, we just love to celebrate God's plan of redemption. And just the same way that I get so excited about the gifts I've gotten for my kids, I spend days wrapping. Um, I lock myself in the Christmas room, and they're not allowed in. But there's just such an anticipation because I've thought of each one of them. I've actually prayed about, like, how to bless them. And I just imagine the Father's anticipation of his, this great plan of redemption in sending his son to earth. And I just imagine his anticipation in rescuing us in that salvation plan. So welcome. Um, if you did not get a candle... They are at the back, um, at the back door, and then they'll be on the back table there. These are important um, for the very end when we sing Silent Night together. Uh, we also have candles for kids, the little battery-operated ones. Um, in our house, I think you have to be eight years old to get one of these, but that's our family rule because we've had some of this, you know, some of this yeah. going on. Too close uh, to the beard. Yeah. <laughs> we have people's coats. That type of thing. So I leave that up to you guys to decide what the age is in your house. But there's some kid candles back there. There's also some play packs, just little packs for the kids to color during service. There's some candy canes to get them sugared up uh, during service. Um, this is just a wonderful family service. So the family room is open across the lobby. If you have kids and they're starting to do cartwheels and they just need a place... <laughs> The family room is the place for you. You'll be able to hear the service, and the kids will just have a little more space to play. Also, the nursery is open. That's out the double doors and um, to the right a ways, and that's also open for the babies um, and parents to use during service. Okay, well, stand with me. I'm going to do a scripture reading out of the book of Isaiah. And this is just one, one of the over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament that talk about the coming King, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. So I'm going to read this tonight and just meditate on it. Let it sink in as I read it. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Heavenly Father, we just come to you tonight. We thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness. We thank you for this time of celebration this evening. The celebration of the birth of Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We give you all the honor and the glory this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's worship. At this time, I'm going to dismiss you to come to the table of the Lord. Um, and what we're going to do is you're going to take the elements, the, the, um, the bread and the juice, and you're going to circle back around and hold on to them, go to your seats, and we're all going to partake of it together. Um, and what you're going to do is you're going to go into this aisle and then circle back around. And it's, a, it's two cups, so you can only pick up one, and it's like stacked. So the bread is on the bottom and the juice is on the top. Um, and this is such a special, it's such a special thing to take communion at Christmas and every other day of the year. 
but especially at Christmas. So go ahead and um, move carefully. Be careful of like purse straps and coats and those things. We don't want anyone tripping. But make your way down to the tables and, um, and get your elements. Jesus is the gift. That's for all of us. And tomorrow morning, not a single one of us is going to wake up and get a gift with a bill attached. That's right. And what I love about the Lord is that there are no strings attached. What I love about Jesus is that he saves and he forgives and he rescues again and again and again. His word is true. He is the faithful one. And he is just the gift of love to a lost world. And all we have to do is receive. All we have to do is receive. You know, the other week during a church service, the Lord led for healing and everyone just who needed healing just kind of stood at their seats. And we really encourage everyone to open their hands because no one's going to give a gift tomorrow. No one's going to receive any gifts like this. You can't receive something unless you open your hands. So if ever, if ever you've wondered why some people in church during worship just do this, we just need a whole lot of Jesus. Those of us who've got our arms wide, or some people are like wide down here, it just means that we need so much of him that we can't keep from reaching out for him. So my favorite part of communion is just that this is like this divine, it's a divine impartation of grace. divine impartation of the Savior, the free gift of heaven. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just, oh, we worship you. We thank you. We glorify you. The representation of the body and the blood, we thank you for it. For the price you paid, the gift you gave for each and every one of us. Father, may we receive that tonight. May we receive your grace tonight. As we partake, may we be reminded of the grace that is available through you tonight. We thank you for it, Lord. The Bible says, The Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us partake. Stand with me. We're going to continue to worship the Lord. Father, we thank you for this time in your presence. We worship you and we honor you. In your precious name. Amen. Let's worship.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you truly are worthy of it all. You are so worthy, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You came to this earth. You lived. You died to show your immeasurable love. And Lord, we celebrate you. We worship you. And we thank you that the grave could not hold you down. You are so worthy. You are so worthy, Lord. We worship you tonight. We worship you tonight. so worthy. We worship, we worship your holy name. And Lord, tonight, we just come with an abundance of thankfulness, of gratitude for your mercy and grace, for the birth of your Son. that have changed the world. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. You may have a seat. Worship team, thank you. We have an amazing worship team, do we not? Ooh, man, give them a hand. Thank you, Chet. All right. Well, just a few things I want to uh, make mention of. Uh, again, the family room is open, which is across the hallway here, so if the kids get restless, uh, they can go in there. Uh, also, the nursery is do-it-yourself. Uh, that's down the hallway. If you go out into the right, uh, that's open as well. And there are some kid packs in the back. And then uh, we're going to sing Silent Night here in just a little bit, so if you didn't get a candle when you came in, uh, when I close out um, the message portion of this evening, uh, there's some candles at the back table uh, you can pick up. And then the only thing I want to mention uh, on offering, uh, we're not going to collect an offering tonight, but I want to make mention of just two things, and I'll pray over that offering. One, there is offering envelopes in your seats, so in the seat kind of back right in front of you uh, is an offering envelope. If you want to fill that out and you want to give tonight, you can do so. Uh, when you leave, there's a box on the left-hand side of the door uh, that you can just place your offering in. And what we want to do this evening is anything that's given, if it's not marked, you know, as tithes and offerings or missions, if you just want to mark it as other, uh, everything that's given tonight that's marked other is going to go to our benevolence fund, and we use that fund to bless those in need. And how many know that this world is in need? Uh, this city is in need, this county is in need, and we've got a phone call, in fact, just yesterday of a young woman uh, with a couple kids who didn't have any money to buy any presents uh, for, uh, for her kids. And we were able to use the Benevolence Fund. Yesterday, Pastor Andy had a chance to go out and buy some gifts, personally deliver them to her, and pray with her just today. So 
It's amazing what God is doing. That's what this is for, so I just encourage you, uh, encourage you to give. Well, Merry Christmas. If you have your Bibles with you, open them up to John chapter 1. And I want to talk, I'm going to read a little bit out of John chapter 1. And we've been doing a series, if you come on Sunday mornings, uh, if not, we welcome you here this evening. Uh, you're more than welcome to come on Sunday mornings. But we're doing a message series called The Word Became Flesh. And we're talking about the Word of God and all the different dynamics of the Word. The Word as a mirror, the Word as a sword, the Word as a seed. And tonight we're going to talk about the Word became flesh. And what that means and what that looks like and what we can kind of understand from this scenario. So John chapter 1, you can stay there, but before you get there, I want to read one verse out of Luke chapter 1. And it starts in verse 37. I'm just going to read one verse. And this is the story of Jesus' birth. You know, Luke 1, Mark 1, Matthew 1, John 1, they all are talking about Jesus and his coming. And an angel has visited Mary. And an angel has told Mary that she will conceive a child. And she's like, that's impossible. And he says, well, that's not impossible. We're going to read this scripture here in just a minute. And he also tells Mary that her relative, Elizabeth, will also have a child in her old age. And Mary, quite frankly, probably can't believe it. It's a pretty shocking situation with an angel coming. And in verse 37, the angel says this, For with God, nothing will be impossible. Come on, church. With God... Nothing will be impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. And as I just, I read that over and over and over again, and sometimes, I don't do this often, but I looked at other translations, and I don't have this other translation up, but I want to read it to you. And it's out of the New Living Translation. It says this, For the word of God will never fail. That is another translation of, with God, nothing is impossible. Another translation is, for the word of God will never fail. Do you know that there are more than 300 prophecies in the Old Testament that point to one man coming to fulfill every single one of them? 300 plus Prophecies written by over 35 different authors over hundreds of years in different languages in different countries. One man. That's impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. Church, do you understand that Jesus Christ himself, coming as a baby to a virgin, was predicted Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before it actually happened. And the statistical probability that one person would meet all of those prophecies is impossible. It's, I mean, it's like ten, 1 times 10 to the 100th power. For those who know math, that's a lot of zeros. And it's not possible in the physical realm, but God. But God. And so I went, I began to look at some of these prophecies. Listen to some of this. The seed of a woman, a virgin birth. This person will bruise Satan's head. The bodily ascension to heaven is illustrated. 
The seed of Abraham will bless all nations. The promise made to Abraham's seed. The person will be a priest in the order of Melchizedek. The king of peace and righteousness. The last supper was foreshadowed. It says it will be a seed of Isaac. The lamb of God is promised. The seed of Isaac is promised. The seed of Judah. The time of his exact coming. A bridge to heaven. A Messiah to come before Judah. Lost identity. Unto him shall obedience of the people be. That's 20 of them. I'm still in Genesis. I'm still in Genesis. I haven't even got to the next chapter, the next book in the Bible. Just Genesis, written over a thousand years before the coming of Jesus Christ, illustrated 20 specific things pointing to this one man. You can't investigate that and not come away saying, only God, and this is truth. Because with God, this is possible. And the interesting part of that New Living Translation says, for the word of God will never fail. Every one of those prophecies, every one of those things pointed to that, and it did not fail, because Jesus did come. And we are going to celebrate that tomorrow. We're celebrating it tonight. We're celebrating it this entire season. That the word of God will never fail. 300-some prophecies, not one of them failed. Which means to tell me there's nothing else that fails in this word. So John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning. This is basically saying that Jesus was with God from the very beginning, guys. He was part of creation He was there for all of eternity. I know we think about eternity this way. Actually, eternity goes both ways. Well, like, think about that for a few seconds. Like, wait a second. Like, when did time start? Well, God was always here. The Bible says that Jesus was, he is, and he is to come. In Revelation, it says, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and is to come. Verse 3, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made. You, me, the world, the trees, the earth, the animals, through Jesus Christ, life itself comes through Jesus. Life itself comes from God. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Those words in the the Greek talk about life meaning zoe. It means life, life abundantly. And it actually talks about it's the actual source of life. Jesus himself is the source of our life. Then verse 5, it says, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Church, I'm telling you tonight, those who are here, those who are watching online, the world does not have a solution. The world does not have a solution. The world does not have hope. The world does not have the key to everlasting life. The world does not have any of that. But God does. But God does. And he had a plan of redemption from the very, very beginning. This entire book is basically God's plan of redemption for mankind. 
from the very beginning to the very end. And we're just in the story, guys. We're in the story. It feels like we're most of the way through the story <laughs> a lot of times. feels like we're living out Revelation when you walk outside, right? Amen, <laughs> Amen. yeah. Wherever we are, we feel like we're living in the book of Revelation. But we are. We're living in the New Testament times. We're living, waiting for Jesus' return, guys. And if Jesus would come back tonight, do you know? Are you sure what, where you would go? Because I'm telling you, when Jesus shows up, you all will fall on your knees. You all will bow down before him. And the question is tonight is, where is your heart? Where is your, I can give you the stats, I can give you the statistics, I can give you all the apologetics and just show you mentally that Jesus Christ came and was King of kings and Lord of lords. He was the Son of God. He died, he rose from the grave for you and I and for our sins. I can give that to you mentally, but I don't want to convince you mentally. I want the Holy Spirit to pierce your heart tonight. I want the Holy Spirit to pierce your heart tonight. And say, Lord, have all of me. Take it. I'm tired of doing it on my own. Church, I'm tired. I, do, I try to do stuff on my own. I'm tired of doing it on my own. Lord, take it all. Lord, take it all. It says in verse 10 that he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. I'll tell you what, I want to give you just a quick sad story. I was at a Christmas party recently, and it almost seems like the world is trying to do everything that it can do to take Jesus out of Christmas. And we were talking about our favorite Christmas songs, and the favorite Christmas songs that were talked about were Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, Frosty the Snowman, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And I wanted to just scream and say, what? What are you talking about? Christmas, Christ, Jesus, we are celebrating the birth of the King of Kings, the Savior, the Redeemer. It's not about Frosty. It's not about the gifts. It's not about the lights. It's not about the snowman. It's not about Mariah Carey's greatest hit of all time for Christmas. All I want for Christmas, all I want for Christmas is more of him. Come on, church, don't we? That's all we want. All I want for Christmas is more of him. Verse 11 says this, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. What did Pastor Liz already talk about this evening? Receiving the gift of Jesus. We have to receive it. It says there are those who won't receive it, those who don't receive it, those who refuse it. But tonight, tonight I personally want to receive again the gift of Jesus and who he is. The Bible says that God, Jesus came to bring life and life abundantly. Verse 12, but as many as received him, as many that received him. Every person has the opportunity to receive him in their life. 
It says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Yeah, the virgin birth, impossible, wild, but becoming part of God's family, that seems impossible too, but God. And with God, nothing is impossible. Not I can jump off a building and not get hurt. That's not the talk of impossible we're meaning here. This isn't a Marvel comic movie. I got no webs that are going to come out and save me. But we have an opportunity to be part of God's family. And it's a gift. Just like you're going to get tomorrow, maybe tonight. We've already opened some gifts in the Ackerman household. Will you receive that gift tonight? It's a choice that you have to make. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We have to receive tonight. Verse 14, I'll close with this. Worship team, if you want to come back up. It says, and the word became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. All those prophecies, all those words written down about one man, one man, to fulfill every single one of them, in John 1, 14, says that word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's the story of Christmas. It's not about Rudolph. It's not about Frosty. It's not about whether there's snow out there or it's 52 degrees and sunny. We're celebrating Jesus and his birth because he came in the flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He came full of grace and truth. Grace to say, you know what? I know you screwed up. I know you messed up. I know you've sinned. But I have paid the price for it all. Grace. Unmerited favor. You didn't earn it. He didn't do anything to get it except to believe and to receive with open hands, with open arms, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So bow your heads with me this evening. The Bible says, calls Jesus Emmanuel, which means God with us came in the flesh to bring us grace and truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He came for the redemption of mankind. He came to show us life. He came to save us from the darkness. He came because 
of love. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And just like tomorrow, when one gives a gift, the other must receive it. With every head bowed and everyone's eyes closed tonight, the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if that's you tonight, if you say, I, I'm tired of doing this on my own, maybe you've already received Jesus, but you've walked away. You've turned away from that gift. I can tell you, if you turn around tonight, He is right there waiting for you. Because He says He will never leave you and never forsake you. If that's you tonight, everyone's eyes are closed and head is bowed, just slip your hand up. I want to pray with you tonight. Anyone here tonight says, I want to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. Or I, I've just been walking far from Him and I need a fresh start tonight. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to make you come up front. I just want to see your hand so I can pray with you. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Anyone else? Yes, I see your hand back there. Thank you. Hallelujah. I see your hand. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For those who raised their hand, I just want you to repeat this after me. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died in my place for my sins and that you rose from the grave to make me new and to prepare me to live in your presence forever. Jesus, tonight, come into my life. Take control of my life. Forgive my sins and save me tonight. I place my trust in you for my salvation and I accept your free gift of eternal life. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you prayed that for the first time, or maybe you've prayed it before and you just prayed it afresh anew tonight, I celebrate with you. I rejoice with you. For the Bible says that heaven's angels rejoice when someone comes to the knowledge of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And there is a worship party going on tonight. They're preparing for Jesus' birthday, but they are worshiping tonight for those who gave their life. So we're going to worship Him together tonight. We're going to sing Silent Night. Babe, if you want to come up with those candles here. I want to give a couple instructions. The biggest instruction I have, if, if your candle is lit, don't tip it. And what we're going to do is my family's going to come down here. We're going to light our candles first. 
and then the ushers will come forward and they're going to come down the aisles and they'll light your candle. So if yours isn't lit, just tip it over and then hand it to the next person and they'll do the same and we'll spread out the candles as we go. You guys can all stand with me. Paul, if you're back there and you can hear me, if you could hit the the sconces as well. We'll darken this place up a little bit. All right. Or a light show. There we go. I like that. Okay. All right, guys. We ready? All right. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're going to blow out our candles. I just put your hand in front of it as you blow so we don't shoot wax on the person in front of you. Yeah, go ahead and blow it out now. Here's what we're going to do tonight is we're, you guys can turn those sconces back on if you can. That was a last minute change. They weren't expecting that. My fault. But here's what we're going to do tonight is we have cookies and coffee and refreshments in the lobby. I know a lot of you probably have places to go, but if you can just join us for a few minutes and enjoy some fellowship time together, we'd be honored to have you guys with us tonight. And let me just read this benediction as we close out. Let us go from this place proclaiming that we have seen the glory of God, believing There is a light that shines in the darkness, which the darkness shall not overcome. And may the love of the Creator, the joy of the Spirit, and the peace of Jesus Christ be with you this Christmas and evermore. Amen and amen. Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful evening. And join us for some fellowship.